Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You were getting really upset when you were missing some of those tough layups. It's just a preseason game. How upset are you going to get when it's a regular season game? I don't care if I was playing with four periods. If I'm missing shots, I'm, I'm going to get kind of mad at myself. <laughs> Not too mad with it taking me out of my game, but, uh, you know, just being, you feel me? <laughs> just being a little, you know, I don't know. I, I get through it. I work on it. Celtics win in their preseason home opener as Harry Rozier shines late. This is the Garden Report. Back at it on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Jared Weissman here with Sam Packer at WEI.com, the WEI Celtics podcast, where we like to talk to each other about really silly things and edit it out. This is the Garden Report. We're going to talk about silly things and edit it out. We are back from the dead because it was the offseason. It's October now, and we've got a couple episodes until we get to the season opener on the 28th. So let's, let's not talk about this game particularly because it was a preseason game against a D-League team wearing Nets uniforms. Let's talk about Terry Rozier to start it off. This guy is electric. He's, I mean, all the adjectives you use for him this year we used on Marcus Smart last year, but he's fun to watch. He's absolutely fun to watch. He's one of the most explosive players I've seen play for the Celtics in a while, and he just has elite speed and elite quickness. And sometimes that gets him into trouble but because he rushes the ball up the court. But he's just a joy to watch, and he's really attacking the rim and getting to the free throw line, which is not something I really thought he was going to be able to do when I first looked at his game. And then additionally, he's knocking down three-point shots. So really there's not anything you could ask for more from Terry Rozier. He made a good point tonight in his post-game press conference that when he got drafted, one of the criticisms against him was that it wasn't expected for him to be much of a shooter. And he showed an ability to be kind of a catch-and-shooter, or at least a spot-up shooter from downtown, especially in the corners when he was in college. But you take a couple steps back when you get to the pros, and you're not if you're a point guard, you don't get to be a spot-up shooter very often. But Rogier is showing so far that he's going to be able to take all kinds of three-point shots, whether he's coming off the dribble, catch-and-shoot type plays. He's ready to be a downtown shooter already which is a pretty huge boost for a team that needs shooting desperately that and i was very impressed by his ability to create his own shot late in the shot clock there was a few occasions where there's kind of a broken play and just ended up with him at the top of the key a few shimmy shakes and he's got an open jumper uh, um, right at the elbow and that's per what the celtics need is someone who can create their own shot and my question is with rj hunter playing so well last week and rogier playing well this week do they, the Celtics really have enough minutes to give the both of them this season? I mean, not, not really. They don't have that many minutes to go around. I'd say 10 minutes is probably pretty good playing time for those guys, considering who they're competing with. You know, the thing is, what I loved about Rogier is that fiery passion really kind of showed itself when he missed like a circus shot layup. He got the foul, but the ball fell out. 
and he like started pounding the floor. He's furious that he hit a pretty much impossible shot. If he's playing like that and he's acting like that, he's going to carve himself out more than 10 minutes a game. Oh, absolutely. And that's something that's been said about Rozier from the very start is his intensity and his love for the game. I actually have a good friend who worked him out over the summer and was very, very impressed with his just his dedication during the workouts to try and get better. So he's the exact kind of player that I feel like Brad Stevens loves and that Brad Stevens is going to give playing time eventually. He even talked about those summer workouts with his friends. I guess your friend was also one of those friends, a mutual friend on the show here, uh, who was talking about working on his three-point shot. It's, it's paying off already. Quickly, a guy that can shoot the ball, RJ Hunter. Uh, I've compared him to Mono Ginobili a few times here. Uh, it's obviously an absurd comparison until he becomes Mono Ginobili, and I'll take all the credit, but he is a smart, savvy player, so 10 seconds here. Your take on R.J. Hunter so far this preseason. He's very good at shooting. He's got great defensive IQ. He's uh, kind of a pretty boy, and he's got real long legs. That's right. As he said, he's a coach's son. He's a uh, light-skinned, skinny coach's son, as he said before the game, uh, but that reputation is going to really exceed itself pretty soon. So let's go back into the locker room, and then we'll come back for part two. That's just me. I know the advantage is to say a, a first first couple practices, like, slow down, slow down. <laughs> you know, that's just me. I can't help it. Whether whether the other team score or miss, I want to push and you know, try to get layups. I feel like that's, that could be our best offense before we try to set up a play. So. Uh, I feel comfortable. You know, uh, I definitely can shoot the shot. You know, I worked on it numerous summers. You know, and I, I definitely feel comfortable when I'm when I'm set. And, uh, I definitely make an open shot. All right, let's talk about Amir Johnson. This is a guy that can rebound. He can defend down low. He can score down low. He can also shoot that stroke. He's got a beautiful gooseneck, a very slow delivery. The but slowest delivery. It really is the slowest. But he said it's slow, but it works for him. He gets set. He gets comfortable. If he has that open shot, he's going to take it. How about we see him take it some more? I would love to see that, and that's really a facet of his game that I wasn't entirely prepared for. I thought he was more of an interior player, but if he can provide the spacing on the floor, I think he's going to mesh well beautifully with Isaiah Thomas and Kelly Olynyk. I think that's kind of the bigs you need to put around Isaiah Thomas. Steven stresses that you want to surround him with shooting, and I think that's a lineup we're going to see a lot moving forward, and I'm actually excited about it because this is, again, not a facet of his, uh, of his game that I thought was possible. So the thing is, I heard some rumblings out of Toronto that he could shoot that three ball, but it doesn't take it that often. It's not something that's really covered by the defense. And he talked about it tonight that, you know, people aren't really covering him on these three ball shots. He's getting wide open shots. And he says if it's in the scouting report, everyone in the league should know by now. I mean, if we know, then obviously every other team in the league knows. So if they're going to give him that shot, he's going to take it. I don't know why they continue to give him that shot. I'm sure when we get to the regular season, it's not going to be that easy for him. Another thing that really excites me about Amir Johnson is defensive intensity. I think in combination with Crowder and Smart, possibly Avery Bradley, who knows what the lineups are going to be, but those three specifically, Smart, Crowder, and Johnson, I think they're going to have one of the best defensive lineups uh, the Celtics can put out there, and I'm very excited just for their kind of, for lack of a better word, dirt dog mentality of just fighting you for every single ball, and that's something I've noticed early on, even in preseason games, is just his intensity on the floor. I'm sure there's a better word for that, but I think it'll stand for now. Uh, what's great about those three guys, they're really versatile. They can defend two to three positions each. They're really athletic, and they're really tough. It's, it's kind of hard to get people that are both athletic and tough and quick, and you got three of those guys. And that's what makes the Celtics dangerous, is when they get into those matchups with teams that are just going to try to outmuscle them, they can throw a smart crowd or Amir Johnson at them. You know, Solinger's a big body guy that can move pretty well. We'll see what happens with Solinger. It's probably the biggest question mark on the team right now. But Amir Johnson is proving that he is an exclamation point.
There's no question about him whatsoever. Absolutely. There's this one thing that concerns me about Amir Johnson is his rim protection. He's not the shot blocker he once was. He has those uh, busted up ankles. And I haven't been too impressed. Or He hasn't basically excelled in rim protection. I think it's still something the Celtics are going to struggle with moving forward. But we'll see. I still think he's an upgrade defensively over anyone the Celtics had last season. That's what Jordan Mickey's here for. The guy's oh, a so bona fide shot blocker already. He's only 6'8". So now we're going to give uh, Jordan Mickey minutes when we can barely get Rozier or Hunter minutes. Yeah, it sounds fair, right? He did get a five-year contract, so it's fair game. All right, that's going to do it tonight. That was a quick version of the Garden Report. We will be back here on Thursday when the Celtics take on the Knicks. For Sam, I'm Jared. We'll see you then. Good night. You know, it's, it's, it's all about follow through and touch with me. Um, I'm working on other things like catch and shoot to shoot faster. But right now I'm more comfortable in, with taking my time and, and lining that three-point ball up and, uh, and shooting it. So it's, it's numerous things you can work on with three. But I'm, I stay within my means and, and line it up and shoot it. Do you any plays that you come off curls and pull up from the corner? <laughs> I, I, I try, you know, but um, if, I, if I'm not set, you know what I mean, if I don't have that 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 feel where I think I'm going to make the shot, you know, I'm going I'm to do another play or drive or, or kick the ball or whatever. But if i got time to shoot it, it's going up. Uh, Smart, Bradley, Turner, Johnson, Zeller. David has strep throat, Jay Crowder. Um, he, he had a, just a little mild sprain of his thumb. He still practiced yesterday, but we're going to give him two days off here. We're not practicing tomorrow, so he's not going to play today, but he should be good to go practice-wise Wednesday. And then Isaiah won't play tonight. Isaiah um, took, has a, got need in the leg. Um, again, should be ready to practice Wednesday, but just being cautious and safe um, here in the latter stages of the preseason. If these were regular season games, would those guys be good to go? Uh, except for David, probably. Was there any thought to um, giving Amir some Amir missed a game in um, Italy or Spain, one of the two. Did he miss the Madrid game? So um, I just think with kind of learning how we're doing it and different things, I think it's good for him to at least get a little action every day. Uh, we might sit him later in the week, but uh, I, I envision him playing more, you know, like he did the other night where he plays in the first half and doesn't play in the second, those types of things. What are your expectations for Marcus after losing last week's games? Um, he's worked pretty hard as far as Saturday in practice, Sunday in practice to try to get his win back. So he'll have a little wind issues early, but um, that's just part of it. It's not, I mean, he'll, he'll catch his second win pretty quickly. I think he'll be fine. Sometimes a couple of days off, then, you know, you know, has a good, a good effect for you. Fred, how do you handle expectations coming to this season? It's the first time I've really been on. Yeah, Paul. I mean, it, you know, obviously, um, much different level, but you know, the expectations that we had every year were, you know, as far as the outside, were pretty high. Um, the expectations that we had on the inside were higher because it was much more subjective in doing the right thing every day. Progressing every day, so I'm not focused on um, results oriented. I'm, I'm more focused on again that process and that progress, and um, we're going to stick to it. And that's been good to us as far as creating a good environment for growth um, and also getting a little bit better. And that's where we'll stay. I mean, we're going to have some bad days. We're going to have to respond. We're going to have some good days, and we're going to have to play better. So long year. A week or so. Not worried about it.
Fair enough. A week or so before the season, how do you feel like that progress? We're made, we've made progress. Every you know, I felt like we had made progress at this, at this time last year, and then it, it was frustrating not to see it more in the results. Um, but I felt like just we were on the right. You know, I felt like we were playing better. Um, showed itself true late, and we caught a little bit of a rhythm. And now it's going to be about how much do we are we able to manage those ups and downs emotionally. Um, and really, my ideal would be we stick to that process and we just take the emotions out of it. That's not realistic. And um, you know, hopefully, day by day, we improve as a team and we play well enough to put ourselves in position to have a chance to win. Oh, it's a crowded roster in terms of competition for some positions, but is this a much more balanced roster than any that you've had? It seems like the last couple of years you guys have been heavy in some positions, light in others, it seems a little bit more. Um, yeah, I would say that it's very it's very balanced. We, we, we have got guys that, we've got a lot of fours and fives. Um, we've got, you know, obviously three point guards not counting. Um, Evan Turner or the newly minted R.J. Hunter at the point idea, um, which probably won't see tonight. Um, but we've got some depth on the wing too. Yeah, we've got. I mean, we've got depth. That's what we have, and we have to utilize it to our advantage. We have to utilize. You know, again, we're gonna. We may play less minutes each, and we may, and, and hopefully, that allows us to be even better as a group. Um, but we're still, at the end of the day, gonna have to play the guys that are playing the best to give us the best chance to win. Is there anything that guys can? You at the stage of the preseason, can guys still kind of prove themselves and work up into the rotation? I, I think, or I think so. I think so. But it's, I mean, I feel good about we've had a lot of um, time for guys to compete against each other in practice, to compete in the games. We've had a lot of time to watch. But um, one thing that I've learned in this short time in the NBA is you're going to get your chance. Like, all 15 guys are going to get not just a chance, it's going to be like a shot shot. <laughs> And it's just do you take advantage of it and play well. And so whether it happens on day one or it happens on the tenth game, then it's going to happen because you know in an 82-game schedule, it's just, it's just the way it goes. Brad, the Nets aren't playing a lot of their you know, better players tonight, but how little does that matter in the preseason game where you guys are still kind of working on your own things? Does it really matter? Well, we've got some of our better ones sitting too, and so it's about playing well. It's about you know we we talked about it. We did not play well in New York, and. Um, I was kind of surprised that we played well in Brooklyn. I thought coming off the trip it would be a little bit, I didn't know that we'd have that kind of juice. Maybe that caught up with us. But we need to, uh, we need to play well this week. Um, doesn't mean we need to play perfect, but we need to show good growth. And um, a lot of young guys are going to get a lot of minutes. And so, and, and I think it's an especially important week for Terry Rozier, having not played last week. Um, and so he'll see a lot of time over the next five days. Um, his quickness to the ball on defense, I thought he got to loose balls multiple times, um, got balls off the floor, pushed the pace offensively. Um, you know, I'd say that those were the two things. I thought um, defensively, as far as how he guarded, uh, he did much better in the second half. Um, and uh, the whole time he was in, his tempo was really good. Coach, uh, were there any combinations that you either had not used or had seen very little of that you saw more tonight? And and just was there something that surprised you or was maybe better than you thought it? Um, no, I mean I, I felt feel like I know kind of what each 
we, each guy brings the table. I didn't think the the um, the first group was in a great rhythm um, at times, and then I thought they played better towards the end of that spurt. But then I broke them up because it was time to take them out. So, um, you know, other than that, I, I thought Jonas at the four was a good thing, um, and you know, I wanted to give him a few more a few more minutes there with David out. Brad, you guys went to uh, Sully a couple times in the post in the first half, and he made a couple very quick and decisive reads for a couple of assists. So what type of skill does he have on the block as a passer uh, as compared to what people, a lot of people look at him as a scorer on the block? Well, he's a really good passer. He sees the floor. He's really smart. Um, he's, uh, he knows how to play, and you know he got position on the one and got fouled, and then he got... Um, drew a, a little bit of attention and kicked out, as you said, Mark, and uh, just knows how to play. He's a good player. Fred, after they'd been out for the week, uh, did you see what you wanted to from Marcus and Terry? Uh, pretty good for being out for a week. I mean, how many minutes did Terry play? 20. I wanted to play him about 28. That's what I wrote down, so that's good. Um, and Smart played 26, so they were able to play through some fatigue, get to their second wind. You know, I thought they did a lot of good things. Um, I thought Terry could have gone another 20 minutes, probably. Uh, just kind of had that look about him. Um, but I thought they both were fine. Coach, were you um, looking for a bounce back type of game after New York? Or was that something you were thinking about? Or? Um, We've worked pretty hard. I mean, we came back and practiced both days, which is probably a little bit unique coming off of Europe and then coming off that trip. And so um, we know we've got tomorrow off to, to be off our feet, which I think is probably a good thing. I thought, you know, our, I thought Terry had the best bounce of any of us, and that's probably because he sat all last week. Um, so that's something to consider as we move into the next week. Um, and we'll rest appropriately, but also get in the appropriate amount of work. You talked about playing Jonas at the four. Um, obviously, he's been seeing kind of different opportunities this year than he did last year when you guys went smaller. What have you seen from him and Jay especially uh, as you guys go to more traditional lineups? Well, I mean, Jay's, Jay's very, very comfortable on the perimeter. I think Jonas is too. He just has to pick his spots. I mean, he's not going to have the kind of space to close out that he's used to having at the four. Um, you know, he still is an excellent offensive rebounder at the three or four. Um, he's a very good defender at the three or four uh, as far as versatile and can switch and do all those types of things. So there's, you know, there might be a little bit less offensive opportunity when you play the three instead of the four if you're a guy like that. But um, I think they're both very capable of that. But, you know, they're going to play the four for us too. Yeah, smaller lineups aren't something you've used a lot of throughout the preseason. How do you plan to incorporate those, especially with the deep, deep front court? Play the guys that help you win the most. I mean, that's that's what we've got to figure out. It may vary night to night. It may be different night to night. It's nice to have some flexibility. Yeah, Coach, uh, James Young has talked a lot about this preseason, about working on his game defensively. But tonight, obviously, he hit a couple of shots. Hit a couple of shots, I think, in, when he was in New York City, too. How important is it for him to find a balance between both sides of the floor as his game develops? Well, he's working on both. Um, you know, he, he's making shots in, in workouts and practice at a good level now. Um, in the last couple of weeks, his workout shooting has been really good. Um, so uh, it didn't surprise me that he made those shots. Um, 
that being said, it's hard to be fairly cold and play 14 straight minutes or whatever he played and and um, and make big ones when you know the game is kind of in balance. I thought he he kind of separated the game, which was really good. You know, those guys. What was it? Down to one or down to two? And and um, those guys pushed it back out. And that was you know I thought that they their their agility as a group was a big reason why they could all move. They were all quick to the ball. Jonas kind of acted as the you know the communicator of the group defensively and kind of directed everybody and you know um, their athleticism made some big plays especially on the defensive end. Thank you. Coach are you pleased with the competition and the talent level you know it seems like there's 10 12 guys who are competing for spots and playing time is that something that pleases you in terms yeah of I mean it's good teams are going to have that there's good players in this league we talked about it before the game how many times have we seen a regular season game when guys like Lopez Johnson and Thaddeus Young are out and the Nets come and play with their hair on fire and play great I mean there's there's too many good players and you know every team's got that dilemma some more than others I think we've certainly got it from the standpoint of there's a lot of um there's a lot of similar type guys um, as far as how they play, but everybody brings their own unique, good quality to the table, and so that that's the challenge of mixing and matching that. Uh, Brad, uh, I know you're an indie guy. Uh, did you catch the football game last night, and what were your thoughts on the fake pump play? I learned a long time ago, and I, and I, and I say this very sincerely. There's a reason for everything. And I'm not educated enough to make an assessment. And so being in coaching has taught me even more that if I gave an opinion, it would not be a very smart opinion because there's got to be a reason, right? And so, um, you know, obviously it was a really impressive performance by the Patriots. I mean, to go in there with that kind of amped up environment, a performance by the Patriots. I mean, to go and performance by the Patriots. I mean, to go and performance by the Patriots I mean to go performance by the Patriots I mean to go way they did performance by the Patriots I mean to go the whole performance by the Patriots I mean to go the whole performance by the Patriots I mean to go whole good performance by the Patriots I mean to go whole good performance by the Patriots I mean to go really performance by the Patriots I mean to go impressive really performance by the Patriots I mean to go performance by the Patriots I mean to go performance by the Patriots I mean to go it's an amazing performance by the Patriots I mean to go go it's an amazing performance by the Patriots I mean to go performance by the Patriots I mean to go they're really playing performance by the Patriots I mean to go well by the Patriots mean to go performance by the Patriots mean to go performance by the Patriots mean to go performance by the Patriots mean to go it's the way uh, Brad's offense is set up you know we're playing our, our flow offense uh, you know it, it gets it gets uh, our bigs open shots and uh, once I have open shot I'm gonna take it Sully had three assists tonight, a couple really quick and decisive decisions uh, on some cuts off of the ball. Um, what, what is it, in your mind, what's the key for a big guy to be able to make those quick reads? Uh, we're definitely going to make mistakes, you know, at times. Um, like I said, we're still in our, our kind of like training camp mode, and we're, we're, we're putting guys at different positions at the same time. And uh, we're, we're going to have those wide open passes that sometimes are not there. You know, we just got to make the right reads, uh, which he had turnovers. But uh, he'll definitely, you know, get better at that. Amir, what do you think of the team's three-point shooting this season? 
Uh, we're doing solid. Uh, our bigs are able to step back and shoot the three. Um, our guard can put the pull the trigger. Our rooks can put the, pull the trigger too. So we have a we have great three point shooters. You know, our, our thing is I feel like our thing is more on the end. You know, uh, we can score the ball, but we definitely have to be more solid on defense, and uh, we're, we're definitely looking for that. Do you remember playing against the Celtics last year? They weren't a great three-point shooting team last year. Do you remember scouting them and, and realizing that? Or? I knew they played hard. You know, uh, when, when I was in Toronto, we came to play the Celtics. We knew they were going to come for a fight, but we, we knew they had energy, so that's what I remember about the Celtics. As far as your three-point shooting goes, is that something as the coaching staff and pushing you to shoot? Obviously, you're a high percentage from that, but you haven't taken too much in the past years. I mean, if I, if I have the open shot, you know, they want me to shoot it. If not, you know, I'm going to play within all offense. You might see me a little bit shoot threes if I'm open. Just know what's going up. <laughs> How do you feel about shooting threes? Uh, I feel comfortable. You know, uh, I definitely can shoot the shot. You know, I worked on it numerous summers. You know, and I, I definitely feel comfortable when I'm when I'm set. And uh, I definitely make open shots. You have really good form. It takes you a little while. It does. Like I, when I get set, you know what I mean, and, and know for sure I can, I can shoot that open three. I can shoot it. But if I have to rush, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm able to swing the ball, you know, and uh, set a screen roll. But if I'm open, I can like that. What's impressive about Terry? Uh, Terry is. Very high energy. Um, pushes the ball up the floor. He's athletic. Uh, sometimes he just has to recognize, you know, time and score where he doesn't have to go full speed and then slow down and get into the offense. But I love his energy and uh, I love his his work ethic. Could be he's playing hard. He's going to make it. What was the toughest part about learning how to shoot the three? Was it learning the footwork, trying to pace yourself, their delivery? No, you know, it's, it's it's all about follow through and touch with me. Um, I'm working on other things like catch and shoot to shoot faster, but right now I'm more comfortable in, with taking my time and, and lining that three-point ball up and, uh, and shooting it. So it's, it's numerous things you can work on with three, but I'm, I stay within my means and, and line it up and shoot it. Do you start running plays that they come off curls and pull up from the corner? <laughs> I, I, I try, you know, but um, if, I, if I'm not set, you know what I mean, if I don't have that, that, that feel where I think I'm going to make the shot, you know, I'm going to do another play or drive or, or kick the ball or whatever. But, if I got time to shoot it, it's going up. Do you think you're still surprising people in the league with the three-point shooting? Uh, I might be. I mean, if they don't know the Scott report yet, you know, I hope they know it. But uh, that's, that's just going to help me out a little bit more where they give me more time to shoot that three if they don't close out. So. Amir, you played in Toronto for a long time. Did you become a Blue Jays fan in that span, or are you kind of cheering them I did. Them I, um, I actually did a uh, first pitch at a game. It's uh, been a numerous game, so I definitely became a fan. I don't know how they're doing right now. I know they're playing, but I'm, I'm going to check the score. They're winning. They're winning. That's good. I hope they, they fall through with that. How'd your first pitch go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, uh, it was more tougher than I thought. You know, once you get out there, and it's like a whole different atmosphere, you know, going into the baseball crowd. And I think I grounded, and they, they kind of moved me. <laughs> I know it was horrible, but the next pitch, I just threw it in the crowd. I guess nobody really cheered about that. They still booed me. You threw it in the crowd? I threw it in the crowd. <laughs> One lucky fan, I guess, has the baseball. When was so, that? Uh, I think it was about maybe two or a year ago, I believe. I did that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Next time, if I, if I throw first pitch out here, I'll make sure I get into the over home plate. So. Did you ever play baseball, or was that like? I played. I, I was first base, and I was out there. I was very good at those two. Never pitching. So. <laughs> fans are uh, fans seem to be pretty intense. Should use the crow hop.
the fans being pretty intense. Here? No. Oh. Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they definitely come together. You know, uh, especially with the, the basketball team and the hockey team. Uh, they, they definitely come out. You know, like I said about the Toronto fans, it's, it's basically all of Canada. So they got they got a lot of support. How do you? How unique is that? Is that the basketball team and the baseball team? It's really just the only team in the country that everyone's kind of rallying. Around. I know it's pretty unique. You know what I mean? Like I said, you got the the whole whole country behind your back. You know, different parts of Vancouver to to Montreal and all over. So it's just pretty pretty cool to see everybody come together and ensure for their home team. At the uh, Nico, just in general, to be honest with you, it didn't bother me at all. Uh, like I said, they did a great job of getting me prepared and sitting me out, and, you know, just taking care of my body, helping me stick to a routine before and after practice uh, when I was sitting out. So I'm feeling good. Harry, no wind issues either? No wind issues either? No. No, I thought I was surprised myself. No. <laughs> Hit a few, hit a few threes tonight. You've hit them pretty consistently throughout the preseason. Has it been an easier adjustment, you know, adjusting from the college, college level to the NBA level? Uh, when you get out, what you put in, I put in a lot of work with shooting threes, and you know, a lot of people say that's what I was gonna struggle with. That's probably not my best thing. So you know, it's just something that I've always worked on. Even earlier, I went to the practice gym and got up a lot of shots with my friends. So uh, you know, it's, you get out what you put in. I worked on it, so you know, it's starting to carry over into the game. So the most important thing. How confident are you when you're taking that shot? Very confident. Very confident. Yeah. I mean, me seeing it go in and practice while I'm practicing it allows me to be that confident. When I spoke to you at practice, you said you were just itching to get back out there after missing those two games. How did it feel to get back out on the court? Uh, it feels good. It feels real good playing with playing with these guys and just being being a part of this, you know, this organization and you know, finally got to play at home in front of you know a nice crowd. So it feels great. It feels great. Amir just mentioned your energy. What can you say about that, getting back out there? I mean, it didn't seem like that there was any fallout. Uh, I like to push. That's, that's just me. I know the advantage is to say a, a first first couple practices, like, slow down, slow down. <laughs> you know, that's just me. I can't help it. Whether whether the other team score or miss, I want to push and you know, try to get layups. I feel like that's, that could be our best offense before we try to set up a play. So. A little disappointed you didn't get that dunk to go. Oh yeah, I was, I was very disappointed. <laughs> I feel like he ele he elevated me uh, more when I when I went up, but yeah, I was, got the free throw line, missed both though. So. Seems like in the <laughs> fourth quarter you got a couple of good fourth quarters being out there with a couple of the other rookies, especially with Jordan. Is it your energies kind of feed off the player in terms of him attacking the basket and you pushing the ball? Uh, I say my energy probably feeds feeds off uh, those guys, but you know Jordan, he's he's very good. And they got a lot of people in his position. And, you know, so do I, but you know, he works hard every day, man. When he, he get to show it in the, the game, and you know, he's, he's pretty special. So I, I love playing with him, going off pick and rolls, and trying to find him. You know, he's great. You were block getting, shots too, block a lot of shots. You were getting really upset when you were missing some of those tough layups. It's just a preseason game. How upset are you going to get when it's a regular season game? I don't care if I was playing with fourth graders. If I'm missing shots, I'm, I'm going to get kind of mad at myself. <laughs> Not too mad with it would take me out of my game, but. Uh, you know, just being, you feel me? <laughs> just being a little, you know, I don't know. I, I get through it. I work on it. Right, so this is a big week for you, especially. What, what do you have to do in the next couple of games to kind of get your place in the rotation maybe when the season starts? Just keep working. Uh, thank you. Just just keep working. I mean, uh, practice, it, it tells everything. If you're working hard in practice, hopefully you can carry over to the game. And I know I got a lot of good guys in my spot, but uh, it's not its not—it's not going to ever stop me from working hard. That's just me, and, you know, I'm always cheer them on if they're playing, and if I get my opportunity, I'm, I'm going to do it.
I heard it super early, but is there a difference between the college uh, level and just the limited experience of being with the NBA players? Uh, I feel like I, I played at a big program, but far as like being out there, it's, it's kind of different. Offensively, you're playing with a lot more space. Defensively, you play like the three switching from a zone to a man, so it's just kind of different. You know, everything everything is moving, you know, kind of kind of differently, but uh, it's all basketball, so, you know, you, you love this game, you, you adjust. Yeah, just being aggressive, you know, taking opportunities there. Got like two games left in the preseason. How do you guys feel like as a team you guys are sort of performing, you know, coming into shape here? No, I think um, it's been good. I think we're getting better. Um, you know, we're coming together as a team, you know, on and off the court. You know, I think the, the Europe trip was good for us. Um, you know, it feels like it was a long time ago, though. But, you know, I think, you know, we have two more opportunities to get better before, you know, it starts to count. And, you know, those two opportunities would be big. The fact that you have so many players who can really do it, I mean, that must be a good feeling that you can turn to any number of players and combinations and feel like you can get it done. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, it's definitely good. You know, we've got a great group of guys uh, you know, who can really play the game of basketball. And, you know, that's what you want on a team. Um, you know, it's pretty diverse and versatile you know, in terms of lineups and you know, who, can, who can do damage on a given night. So you know, we're very blessed in that in that situation. Are you gonna be the bottom of this year? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Was that a was it a flagrant? Was that foul? I don't know. I have to go see it. Kelly Blue Jays uh, down 2-0, but they're winning tonight. Yeah, I recorded the game, and of course you break that. Well, I won't tell you what's happening. I won't tell you what happened. All right, what, what do you think? How do you think they're doing? Like, you know, what are the chances they're going for? Yeah, I think they. they I mean, you know, anything happened. You know, baseball, you know, any sport, but you know, they came back from two down in the last series, so hopefully they can make some noise in Toronto. I'll tell you what. All right, appreciate it. <laughs>